Bulls are just really that good. It's okay to say it. Because they're doing this to everybody right now. And they almost look like they're so good that they're holding back. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially on offense, they looked like they could have scored 50 or 60 in this game, except they were like, eh, we'll save a few for next week just to amuse ourselves. It's a tremendous football team. It's the class of the AFC. And by the time February rolls around, they might be the class of the whole thing. Now, that said, this also... So good that they are holding back. They could have scored 50 or 60. Folks, we wanted to show you that clip. That was sent from a buddy of mine who was actually tuning into Pittsburgh radio. What a time to be alive and to be a Buffalo sports fan. It's just incredible. And folks, we have a big show for you tonight. It's Trainwreck tonight, 264, sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? It's Victory Monday, but now we're focused, and it's KC Week. Here we go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown, where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda flows and what you take magically regenerates. On supermarket shelves, the ovens clean themselves. You don't pay the tab till the last drop. So we all ride for nothing, cause it's train never stops. Maniac, it is Victory Monday, train wreck tonight, 264, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. I'm fired up, man. It's just, like I said, I mean, just, it's just gives you chills listening to other cities talk about us like this now. We, we're not, we're not used to this. Right. It's about desensitization. It's about kind of your like threshold. Obviously the Bills just trying to cling to relevancy for so long. It was like when you would see a flash of a Bills player in an NFL commercial, it would be the most exciting thing ever. But now here they are. They are following through so far on a Super Bowl expectation of a season. Obviously, when we started the year, uh, they were at, what, six, six and a half to one. We are already down to three, three and a half to one in some spots. And a big part of that, well, not a big part of that, but a piece of that puzzle is yesterday's game beating the Steelers 38 to three in the fashion they did, doing it with the injuries they did, showing the depth that they did, and showing the poise that they did against Pittsburgh, Al. I mean, it's... You hear Von Miller in the post game, and it's all about like domination. 
And I look at the other side, I look at the NFC yesterday, and I see like a team like the Bucks. Like, they needed a ridiculous call. I'm not saying the Falcons would have won. Ridiculous call. No, but that was that was a loss. It that was. just shows how tough divisional play is. Shows how anything can happen uh, when you get in a match with the NFL. But yeah, they should have lost that game, plain and simple. Or, I mean, at least the Falcons should have had a chance to uh, come back, something like that. Exactly. But, like, that's my point is, like, the, the Bucks are, like, they were the NFC favorite. They're just sneaking by Atlanta. I mean, you have you have you have the Green Bay Packers as, as eight eight and a half point favorites losing to the Giants and Dable's now four and one. I mean, we're now maniac. We've been to two home games this year, and I don't know about you, but a lot of people have left early. You have Keenum coming in for Allen in two consecutive home games. It's just crazy. We're pummeling teams right now. It's, it's insane. Just, I, it's like it's like being a top you know what five top ten college football team and just absolutely slacking these guys. I mean, in the NFL, you're not supposed to, you know, score 20 plus points more than your opponent in the half, but that's what the Bills are doing consistently here, especially at home. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And I know I didn't tell you this yesterday. I texted some people. I ended up sitting next to Kenny Pickett's parents yesterday at the game. Literally, his mom was on my left and then uh, the father was on her left and just ridiculous. GM Smokey somehow figured he like he whispers he Alex come here he's like those are Kenny Pickett's parents I'm like okay stop how did you figure this out like there's just give me a break he told me he figured this out by all he he was chirping Kenny Pickett and after what bad throw or something like that he was just being sarcastic and he said that the woman gave him a, a dirty look kind of like looked over and like he felt like it was like I don't don't ask me how my dad did this but he felt like it was a kind of like a motherly look like don't talk about my son like that he turns to my brother has my brother look up Kenny Pickett's parents online and once tucked was on the case that was a done deal and I didn't even know this was happening so this all happens and he looks at me and goes Alex you're sitting next to Mrs. Pick- Mr. and Mrs. Pickett I'm like oh stop it and sure enough it was and ha- and maniac how pissed I am at this is I, I'll admit it. I left early. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm like, I mean, we have a backup quarterback in. We watched, I think, one or two drives with Case Keenum, and I left in, in, I think, middle of the fourth quarter. And less than five minutes outside, after I get outside of the stadium, Christy texts me. They showed Kenny Pickett's parents on TV. I would have been, I would have, I would have been right there, right next to her, easy. And nope, I missed it. Oh, yeah, you would have been absolutely front and center. Um, yeah. With that said, obviously, the thing that was front and center for me, I mean, what were your thoughts? It was such a weird game uh, right away there up against the goal line. Obviously, kicking off and receiving kickoffs that first hour was crazy. The wind was swirling inside the stadium. It wasn't, like, overwhelmingly windy where, you know, anyone who's been in Buffalo or walking to a Sabres game, uh, you know, you'll be walking down that stretch and you'll yeah. kind of just, like, lower your head and, like, walk in. There wasn't anywhere like that yesterday. But when you were in the stadium, you could see those flags going nuts. Oh, the flags were whipping way up top, but it was weird. Yeah, you see on the 300 level, those flags are just going nuts. The, the, um, the ones on the goalposts weren't that bad. So it's like, well, yeah, being in the stadium, it wasn't that bad, but it's weird, though. You're, you're, it's back they, weren't back. That, they weren't that bad, but I did notice that multiple times there were, where they were blowing in the opposite directions, which just yes. shows, again, how crazy it is on the field. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, they get it done. It was kind of obvious. You know, you look at the peripheral, just McDermott and, and Frazier against a rookie quarterback, the line being, like, the highest in Pittsburgh's history or whatever. Yeah. But but where are you at now? I mean, it's – it's we're officially here. So far, I don't even want to talk about the game yet necessarily because I so want to enjoy Victory Monday here on Trainwreck Tonight 264. And obviously, I want to get into it. But do you think KC – with that said, due to the fact that they're still in this NFL week, are they in a look-ahead spot tonight against the the uh, Raiders? I think they have to be. I, I just – it's crazy to me that Vegas respects the Bills as much as they do. I mean, you still have – you're pretty much – the odds are cut in half for the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Pretty much everywhere. The, the odds – if you, go, you flip a coin and then you flip a coin again, the odds of getting two, like, tails in a row is basically how tough Vegas is saying it is for Bills to win the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, it's insane. They're plus 360 at the Creek. I think they're plus 350 on DraftKings. And the next closest are the Eagles and Chiefs, um, both at 7-1. and one. And, and in the look-ahead spot, the Bills are favorites on the road uh, in Kansas City. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I can't wait to see the injury report this week. Um, obviously I think Buffalo just put the whole roster in there. Yeah. I I think Sean McDermott, they weren't playing anyone against Pittsburgh. Anyone that had a freaking hangnail, it doesn't matter. They weren't, they weren't playing. So, um, I mean, I mean, it was weird. Like it's, it's the second home game. It's the first one o'clock game. And the vibes were like, it was like a a preseason game. Almost. You're that big. Absolutely. Like a pre, like a kid's day. Yeah. And you just, you just pummeled them. Like the, like the Pittsburgh radio station said, it felt like they, they only scored 38. They easily could have scored 50. With the interception by Allen, the misfield, miss I was just, dude, it's, it's crazy. It is really, really crazy. And the one seed is on the line. You win this game next week, this Sunday, 425. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, you get you win this game, the Super Bowl is going through Buffalo. Especially, especially looking at the next part of the year and how – I don't disagree, Easy. but this That's is my nice. one. This is my one hit the brakes thing. This is my one hit the brakes. Oh, thing. here we go. We th- we felt that same way last year. I mean, they had a two plus game lead. They had a game in hand over Kansas City because they had beaten Kansas City, and we felt very similar last year. So, I agree with what you're saying, but you know that week eighteen game against the Patriots or whatever could could count just as much of a as a win as this week's game. Yeah. You know, I know, again, I know you no, have that right. factor, but it could end up being like, hey, you need a win week 18 to clinch uh, that home. So, Man- again, I- I'm not the first person to say that, but it- it's a long season. I'm not going to get too carried away, but, yeah, I'm-, I'm as emotionally jacked as I can be for an October game. I just feel different about this team. I know, like, especially with the 13-second bullshit that happened, uh, the way Von Miller talks, like they are the way they played to, at home so far. Yes, they are looking to pummel teams. I don't see a slip up like they did in Jacksonville happening this year. I get it, Miami. That was just. I don't really consider that a slip up. Like you just yeah. you, the the conditions were ridiculous. Everybody was hurt. It was your third string secondary. There, there again, there were five to seven things where you flip them. Like we blocked our own field goal. If people still don't talk about that enough, we blocked our own field goal. Yeah. So. I just feel different this year, and you do. I just feel you win that game, you're getting the one seed. I really, really feel that way. And like I said, our schedule, like I'm not, I'm not, like I don't feel anything against the Packers anymore. I really like that game. Like we should be a touchdown favorite. I feel like I, I, I really do. Like it's just, and then that's gonna be coming off a. Of oh my god, we too. should be smoking the Packers. I, I'm pretty what, sure. I'm pretty sure McDermott's like undefeated out of the bye too. So you know he's just gonna be scared yeah. all week. 
Like that team, I just, oh, I just, I feel great. And could that be a Trey White return spot? It could be, but I'm still. Uh, Again, and just as we've seen every week, they, nobody is being brought back or played unless they are like, what, 90, 95, 100%. Because yeah, this is the long run. They're not going to waste anybody on any one game for sure. No, exactly. So I think Trey White, it could be his time, but like the, the Bills are being very, very quiet about it. So speaking of quiet wanna... though, you got a bet for tonight. You haven't, you haven't fast up. You have a tough weekend. So yeah. Well, I mean, besides not... the obvious, which we'll get to after. Uh, the yeah. Break. We don't need to talk about that, but I always tell myself not to, you know, put like the same thing in a parlay twice or anything like that. And obviously one of my uh, bigger parlays this weekend, I did Mets to win the series. So, and yeah. You know what happened last night. But no, you know, from an NFL and college football perspective, uh, good weekend, especially hitting TCU at six and a half and not seven. Um, I thought that was going to be the easiest money, especially when Daniels went down. But yeah, man, it's just, like I said, it's just a crazy time to be a Bills fan, plain and simple. It's just, it's awesome. I like Vegas teased up to 10, uh, teased with the over under up to 54, 55 uh, under there. A lot of unders in the prime time so far. So you th- yeah, I mean, they do play KC well, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, historically, for sure. But also, KC has been like a complete wild card this year. Like, they're just crushing it or, you know, blowing it against the Colts. So, very odd. Yeah, and I, 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 w- I was looking at their schedule, too, Maniac. Did you look at KC's schedule at all? It's tough. It's, it's, some people said... I, I read... Someone was saying... I was reading yesterday or, to, or today because I was starting to do some KC look at. Like, they have the hardest schedule in NFL history, people are saying. I, they have a three-week stretch around the Thanksgiving time where they're at LA, home to the Rams, at the Bengals. That's where we need them to trip up. And like, I was hoping that they would lose to the uh, the Bucks, but so they lost to the Colts, which is like kind of a, so those games flip flopped. Like exactly. Completely. So we'll take that. We'll take that. For they sure. just snuck by the Chargers in week two. So I don't know. Yeah, hey, all kinds of bets and say, folks, speaking of the best bet for this weekend's action or whether it's Sabres game coming up on Thursday, get to the place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet We'll hit the weekend recap real quick before uh, Sabres talk. Uh, but besides yeah. that... UB 3-0 on the year. Um, obviously, a Mac play in the driver's seat now in the Mac East for sure. Pummeling GM Smokey's Bowling Green State University. Pummeling them. Pummeling Bowling Green, which Al loves to. Yeah, you could tell uh, Coach Mo downplayed it last week because of the turnover on the roster. But obviously, that Bowling Green game was, was a blemish uh, for the Bulls last year on a 56-44 loss. So it was good to see them get their revenge there. Just absolutely dominating yeah. out the gate. Uh, you know, I was watching it with Rob, and it was so funny. It just felt like we were saying, well, if UB scores here, the game's pretty much over, and they just kept scoring and getting stopped, so it was awesome. And, dude, um, if, if you followed that UB line movement, it's equaling Bulls wins. Yeah, uh, it you absolutely is. Um, the, I mean, the opening, yeah, the opening line, it's shifting towards UB every, every time I feel like the best. Every week, every week. And uh, this week they'll be at minus 17 at UMass. Um, huge game overall, just in the picture of Bulls, because our yeah. Bulls with a W, because it's uh, it's obviously not a conference game, uh, but you know you want to get that win to stack up the roster. Wish yeah. you had the Holy Cross win, which again you could say all year, but 
again, just like our friend Paul Peck pointed out, the teams that UB lost to this year are combined 14 and one. So no slouches over there. Yep. Uh, good out of conference schedule, good competitive out of conference schedule put together by Coach Mo and Co. But yes, as Kent State loses, UB now in the driver's seat in that Mac East. Uh, I posted the odds, Al, uh, what, four to one? Three to one, I thought I saw. Three to one, yeah, three to I one. Thought, and uh, yeah, every team in the Mac East has a loss, UB doesn't. Yeah, oh, standing-wise, they're absolutely in the driver's seat. Those odds those yep. odds are almost reverse implying what they're doing with the Bills, whereas they're giving the Bills all the credit and saying they're basically going to go, you know, 10-1 and one down the stretch. They're, they're predicting a stumble for UB. They're not saying that UB will be out of it. They've kind of already gotten owned in that regard. They're, they're kind of, they're bending the knee, you know, at three to one. Yep. Um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting because on the other side of that Massachusetts game this weekend, yep. they'll have Toledo, who is the projected top seed uh, wow. in the Mac West. So that could be a Detroit preview, potentially. Jesus, yeah. At yeah. UB Stadium in two weeks. So very interesting there. Um, yeah, you had great action. Uh, we'll get into it. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get into it so we can wrap around with Sabres and uh, Bill's talk. But, but you're you're in Rob Ryan's nuts. Dude, I mean, just... Baseball's is, tough. Baseball what, is, a, is a motherfucker, plain and simple. You play in for six months, dominant seed, World Series favorite the whole way, and, it's, and it was basically all gone in a week and a half. I mean, what did Max Scherzer say? A kick in the balls? I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I definitely doubled down. Uh, I think I bet the Mets at minus 180 to win the series against San Diego. Yeah, there was um, no reason not to. I and mean, the Bats, dude, the Bats. The I Bats mean, really it. did it. It wasn't the pay. It wasn't the, yeah. I understand Scherzer did not look good. Bassett really didn't either. But, I mean, what did they score Friday? One or one run, maybe? I don't even, and then they get shut out on Sunday Night Baseball. Like, <sighs> Yeah, tough, tough to be a Mets fan. Mets future better, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'm very, very excited for uh, all day baseball tomorrow. I believe starting at one thirty. Um, you got over. Kind of reinvigorated me, by the way. I- I'm yeah. all about the buy. I mean, I was always all about the buy. I was always all about having home field because most important that. But man, you just take away one step in winning a championship anywhere ever. You know. Like, who's to say DeGrom, Bassett, and, you know, Scherzer don't, like, get hot with, like, a week of rest or something, you know? It plays yeah. out differently, so every, I, every every matchup counts. Maniac, I have to say, I like what baseball's done. I really, really Way, do. I, I love the balance. Back in the day, the fact that a team could go home on, on one game was crazy. Yeah, and dude, now, like, think about how crucial getting the one or two seed is. Like, you're Very not only crucial. fighting to win your division. If you're winning your division, you need the one or two. Like, it's huge for teams like the Dodgers and the Braves can sit and rest and have their aces lined up and ready to go for the first for the first couple games, while the Phillies and Padres can't do that. You're not having Darvish game one. You're not, you know what I'm saying? So, and you're not having Wheeler game one against the Braves. So, I, I was looking at these series. I believe, like, every favorite tomorrow, you have the Braves, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Yankees. They're all minus 200. All the teams that got the rest are heavy, heavy favorites going into this series um, starting tomorrow. Do you see anyone slipping up? Do you see any favorites slipping up, Maniac, out of the four? I hate to say it because I kind of like the – I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a Yankees fan. I, but I like I like the Guardians. I don't think the Guardians scored enough runs in the series against the Rays to convince me that they're worried. But they also played Glass now and McClanahan, who were basically like yeah. a Cy Young candidate and a guy who was a Cy Young candidate that was just coming back. So yep. um, it's tough there. But I do appreciate what the Guardians could probably do. Um, I still – 
you know, and I'll say this for the last like three years, I'm still skeptical of the Dodgers. I mean, the lineup is just so like not threatening numbers wise. I know they have Mookie. I know they have Freddie Freeman, but you look besides that, um, like they have maybe one other hitter hitting above 260. Um, yeah. You know, if any of these guys, and again, I know, and then that's the flip side is that Bellinger has had like clutch postseason moments. So he's not really worried about the fact that he's hitting 200. Every at bat is just like an individual one of these Muncie, True. Bellinger, uh, Turner, you know, these guys who have all been in these big spots before. Um, so it's interesting, but I- I'm still skeptical of the Dodgers. I kind of do like the Padres. Padres were hitting against the Mets. Um, yeah. you know, as much as the Mets weren't hitting against the Padres, um, yep. you know, besides, uh, you know, game two where they played DeGrom and they were still putting up runs off DeGrom. Uh, so yep. I like the Padres in that spot. And I like the Mariners, uh, truth be told. Oh, um, real quick. Sorry, Cowboy Hova. That was brutal. Yeah, that's tough. 10 I, I, Dude, I shut the game off. Like, I literally wasn't even watching the game anymore. And I and I checked my phone. It was 9-6. And the Mariners had bases loaded in the top of the eighth. I couldn't believe the Blue Jays blew that game. And, yeah, that was that was, that was a tough, tough weekend for Cowboy. was tough. was tough. So, but, uh, but we'll yeah, see. I like that. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. I mean, a lot, a lot of yeah. Bad, I mean, again, so this is the beauty. You get another full day tomorrow. Uh, you'll be kicking off uh, what the action yep. at one o'clock, three o'clock, seven, nine thirty. That's yep. that's how it was supposed to be. Uh, you'll have to see that. Um, when do we start Tuesday uh, college football? When, when we got Tuesday action starting? Is that when? Isn't that like? Uh, isn't it like first week in November? I think. Could be. I, I think it is. Is what you're saying. The first week after. Uh, it's typically, right around my birthday. Yeah. It actually could be my after birthday. Halloween. This year. Can you check that? Can you confirm that my birthday is November first? I think that might be Max and UB. Or maybe they're playing Wednesday. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to All figure right. it out. But All speaking right. of playing, and I know when they are. Bam. So NHL starts. Way. NHL starts tomorrow. Well, it's already started. Oh, that's why in, in, in Europe or whatnot. Um, and yeah, we got uh, yeah, Sabres season Thursday. Uh, you and Slick will be there. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where. Okay. So we're confirming be that. There. I'll be there with the 43 North team uh, yep. talking about the startup competition, which we are beyond excited about. Which I'll be at uh, next Thursday on the. 43 North Carpet, uh, talking the entrance, talking the event, and having some fun. So looking very much forward to that. But, yep. I mean, yeah, it's just ever – I mean, j- like, when you're if you're looking for a, for a breath, Buffalo sports is not the spot right now for you. Dude, did you see my tweet today about my lock that I really like? No. So I tweeted today, um, the creek is offering. Oh, yes, uh, Sabres versus Can- Canadians points. Dude. Does that math equal out, or is your, are you getting a little edge there? I think that's that's think about that's what two and a half wins. That is two and a half wins. I mean, and it's only minus one twenty five. That like, ends up being a lot when it gets down the stretch of the season, dude. Montreal is supposed to be bad, like, and I get it. Listen, I understand the Sabers have been bad for a decade now. Yeah, but we're talking about a team that we think is trending in this direction, and Montreal's going in this direction. Yeah. I think that is unload. Like minus 125, I think that is a awesome awesome play and just something to root for all year. I mean, realistically, I don't think the Sabres are making the playoffs, but to to beat Montreal in points, I I I really think that's doable and I think you're getting a great price at the creek. I mean, 
right? I mean, you can bet the Sabres over 77 and a half, minus 110, or beat a, t- a team matchup wise. It's a five point difference on DraftKings. I love Stadium, it. Speaking of a, uh, a great price point, debauchery this Sunday, Rec Room. Oh, dear God. Yeah, four four twenty five. <laughs> like I said, Jim Nance and Romo, it's not a one o'clock. It's kind of a prime time ish. That, uh, that's his prime time. I mean, that's almost better than prime time. Yeah, it's. Like, you know what I would call it? West Coast prime time. Because you know I'm saying your your game's at eight o'clock on the West Coast. You're kicking off at five p.m. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So it's like you're getting that. You're, you get like you're gonna be after the game. It's gonna be eight o'clock and the game's over. And to, yeah. It's kind of like decompressor. So yeah, I mean and, it's, and it's gonna be insane. I mean there there's just gonna be so much in the game. The emotions. I will say this right now is that Bills fans are gonna lose their mind this week with the 13 seconds being brought up by all the outlets, all the posts, yeah. all the stuff. All week. And dude, but I love. Dude, the Chiefs are on a short week. Oh, big yeah. time. I'm telling you, I love Loki. I love the the Raiders in the spot. I just have like lost so much money betting against the Chiefs the last like three to four years that it's just, you know, makes no sense for me to keep doing it. But this is as look ahead as look ahead spots come. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Raiders this year. They lose in LA week one by five. They then lose at home to the Cardinals by six. And then they lose in Tennessee by two. All tight, one-score games, and then they win at home, Denver, by nine. Yeah, I do. Divisional game, look-ahead spot. I like the seven and a half tonight. And realistically, the Chiefs win by 14. Love it, folks. Make sure you're following Trainwreck on all the pertinent platforms. Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube. YouTube. Two more things? Yes. One thing I wanted to bring up to you. Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You almost his, cap, his, his, Where cap are 20, his cap hits $20 million next year. Yeah. So, but but, but it's 500000 this year, right? Yeah, I, I got to confirm that, but I'm just saying. I, I don't know. Give me OBJ and score 50 every game. Oh, I mean, I mean, I see people, like, putting third-round picks and stuff. Like, bro, it's like, what are we – I mean, and I don't – I say this with no disrespect. Over the last three years, McCaffrey has not been McCaffrey. Over the last two and a half years, McCaffrey has not been McCaffrey. Like, so, I mean, what am I getting out of McCaffrey that I'm not getting out of a James Cook right now or a Devin Singletary? Like, I I know that 2018 McCaffrey and 2019, I guess, are like, you know, they could have, you know, dominated and uh, been great in this offense. But I'm just not sure I want to upper, especially with the timing and the execution, uh, you know, for everybody getting the same age. I feel like you saw, you know, this week that Shakir and Hodgins had gotten reps with Allen and they were comfortable playing in a game. Uh, yep. Whereas, you know, I wouldn't see that with others. So I, I'm I'm for it if you could do it for like a fifth or a sixth or something inconsequential. But, or, you know, would you do it for a sixth and cook? Like I said, I, I just don't think we can do it because of money. I mean, we're already talking about struggling to sign players next year, next offseason. I don't see them doing it. I don't. Let's see what we got here. I really don't. Yeah, he's paid for a long time. So if you yeah. if you trade for him right now, if you cut him next year, it's eighteen thousand, eighteen million in debt gap. I think that's that's what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no. Oh no, thing- no, you're right. You're right. It's twenty million in cap hit next year, the year after, and fifteen million the year after. So yeah, you're like 
Or again, you could cut him and cut to twenty million dollars. They cash basically like a da- a double Darius, a double Darius. <laughs> yeah, a double <laughs> Darius. But uh, yeah, Love you it. wouldn't want to do that. Obviously, I mean, I don't think you need to be you know one of the yeah. uh, in the nose to know you don't want to do that. Maybe maybe uh, like a contract. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe a changing something after the trade. Yeah. You know, I, you know how players will sometimes not be not be doing anything because they want to sign an extension, and then the trade will happen, and they'll sign the extension like as part of it. Is yes. it possible to like renegotiate? Yeah, I guess I've I've heard that the, the like the that Carolina his out is- his out is twenty twenty three on Spotrack. So it it says out, but it says eighteen mil in dead cap. So I'm assuming that Brandon Bean, I, who literally worked for years to get rid of all the that in place doesn't want to have 20 million in dead cap yeah I'm, i don't think it's happening and right. the, the last thing i wanted to bring up real quick maniac yeah what's your what's your thought on the nfc sketchy but the right defensive line gets good at the right time like i think they win like you know for example i don't think anyone in the, with a brain or anyone that analyzes the nfl like thought the buccaneers were gonna win uh the nfc or the super bowl Two years ago, uh, they were losing to the Bears in prime time. They were just doing all kinds of sketchy stuff. But November, December, they got healthy, gelled, whatever you want to call it. And that defensive line became more ferocious than ever. And that's the key to winning in the playoffs. You got to be just defensive line crushing, crushing the yep. run, pressuring yep. the quarterback, making them do stuff. Because you're facing all elite quarterbacks, basically, uh, by the time you're at that stage. So with that said, yes, I, I'm seeing what you're seeing. The NFC is a joke right now. And, you know, the Bills and the Eagles on a neutral field, I can't help but imagine that the Bills would be at least, like, minus four, minus five, minus six. I at least Um, Something like that. So, with that said, it's a long season. And, yeah, I think that, you know, some contenders can still come out. And, you know, not everyone's playing their best ball. Not everyone went into OTAs knowing they were the Super Bowl favorite. And I think we're kind of seeing that the Bills are following through on that in the right way. Yep. Yep. I know what the Eagles got. Dallas next week on Sunday Night Football. So I'm not we'll a, I'm not a full Eagles believer yet, and I'm not a Bucks guy either. And the Packers stink, and the Rams stink. The Packers, I'm sorry, Packers do stink. I, they, it's I don't know, man. It's weird. I think all the NFC favorites are I don't want to say frauds, but Dallas, just, like oh. New dude, York, no, dude. I heard that on on what is it? Get up again today. Dallas, Super Bowl contender. Get the... Bro, are you kidding me? I'm not... No, I'm not kidding. The way they talk... Like, the idea that Dallas is talked about is... Like, again, you need someone else to talk about, I guess. But this is is as lop... It could be a situation where also November, early December, it's as lopsided a year as you've ever had. Like, I just don't remember, like, you know... Like, look at the Super Bowl odds already. The Bills are half of the next team. I don't recall seeing a team like that. Dude, if the Bills win next week, are they two to one? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Bills win next week. They're t- plus 200. Look at it in the journey. It's basically a pick up on the spread, the implications, the fact that it would guarantee basically home field, not the one, but it would guarantee home field over the Chiefs. So, yep. Two to one. You're, the Bills will be two to one in week six. Strap in, Bills fans. But, uh, of course, no. Stay tuned for yep. more. Uh, yep. Coming up, we have a programming change at 6 p.m. We will have tailgate talks. So, stay tuned there. It is October 10th, 2022. What a great time it is to be a Buffalo sports fan, folks. So stay tuned for more. We're having a great weekend. And you know as we stay here. Good night now. Good.
Nice. Every time. Now.